Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, mercifully receive the prayers of your people. Help us to see and understand the things we ought to do, and give us grace and power to do them. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Today I'm going to talk about the first reading, which is Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10, and some of the gospel today, because they do kind of go together. There was somebody a long time ago who sat down and said, look, these readings go together, and that's what the lectionary is. So imagine that. The overview for the first reading today says, these verses compose a poem that is part of a larger collection of wisdom sayings that contrast two ways of life. Life with God brings blessing. The power and vitality of God is active in our life. Life without God brings a curse, the power of death. Now, contrast is kind of a big word. It's not a huge word, but still, if you haven't heard it a lot, you may not know that it means simplified, two things that are very different. Again, a life with God and a life without God, very different. Sometimes we're taught things as we get older either by the adults around us or by the TV we watch or celebrities that we might uh, follow. Nowadays, they would be called influencers. And sometimes these things that we learn might contrast or be very different from God's teachings. Sometimes we might hear the world say, it is better to be rich than poor, powerful than weak, able-bodied than disabled. It is better to be a man than a woman, white than black or brown. But here's what God says. The world is wrong. As kids, we learn the oppressive order of the world. We learn greed, racism, sexism, ableism, and we learn that at a very young age just by what we watch and what we hear. And we don't actually have to be taught by somebody those things because they're just all around us. However, we do need to be taught God's liberating order of love for creation, which is proclaimed in today's Luke 6 reading. And I'm just going to read from 24 through 26 for you. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all we speak of, oh, when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. This reading is really pointing out what we see nowadays, where society says it is good to be all these physical things to have and to keep. 
And we have to remember that God loves all of his creation, for one. And two, we were promised our eternal life with him in heaven, not here on earth. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us role models to teach us your love for all. Please help us recognize what is of the world and what is of you. Help us to spread your love to others. Amen. Please rise as you are able and let us together welcome the gospel. After choosing his 12 apostles, Jesus teaches a crowd of followers about the nature and demands of discipleship. He begins his great sermon with surprising statements about who is truly blessed in the eyes of God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came down with the 12 and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. This is the Lucan version. Jesus came down to a level place, the Sermon on the Plain. This is the beginning of the Sermon on the Plain. And it's important that it's a level place. Luke, uh, um, the Gospel of Luke is, is very inclusive of the Gentiles. And much of the way Luke talks about Christ and the movement of the Spirit is, is about in, including the those who might not have been included with the original Judeans or who might not have been thought of by the, the, the Judeans and uh, the Hebrews. So it's this, this leveling is important to the way Luke talks about uh, Jesus' Jesus' start to the, the ministry. But what's interesting is in the beginning, he said, a great multitude of people came from all Judea. Jerusalem, uh, 
uh, Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Okay. So when there's a great speaker or somebody that people are really excited about, we travel to hear that person speak. We might even buy tickets to hear that person speak. We might even line up to be able to see that person get off the plane or go into where it is that they're going to speak. Crowds will gather to hear somebody famous, somebody who is perceived as having a lot of power, uh, potentially a lot of insight. Certainly for politics, we do it all the time. I mean, whether or not we here have recently been to a rally, the, 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 the reality is people travel for these things. Okay, who's, who can afford to go? If you're gonna go, Listen to somebody speak. You need, if, if, if tickets are sold, you need enough money to pay for it. You also need enough resources to be able to take the time. If your whole life is wrapped up in trying to make sure that you and your family have shelter and food and enough of the basics, you can't afford to take time off to go listen to somebody speak. So right away, this whole traveling to hear somebody speak separates people into those who are privileged and then, quite frankly, those who have nothing to lose. Those who are so poor that it doesn't really matter. The middle can't afford to do it, can't take the time. And so you have these people who are coming to be healed and coming to be, be cured, and just by the nature of the fact that they were coming, unless they were traveling with Jesus, and it was possible to be itinerant uh, disciples, they were a privileged crowd. Well, in the majority of Lutheran congregations in the U.S., we are a privileged crowd. That's just the nature of, of right now, the Lutheran churches in North America and our churches is that most of us are overwhelmingly middle class with some upper middle class thrown in. And then what happens is we have our little pet ministries where we want to sponsor a ministry, whether it be a particular language ministry or a particular ability or a particular level of inclusiveness or you know, a particular group of neighbors. You can think of all these. And it is not unusual for very well-intentioned Lutherans to sponsor these ministries and say, okay, it's important because these people need to be served. And then get bent when those ministries start to be independent and start to claim this gospel of being blessed and of being equal, and of being chosen. And then we want to take away our money. Now, I'm not saying that those here think about it in that way. I'm saying those are the patterns of a lot of ministry that happens in affluent congregations. We have these little mission starts or, or particular ministry starts, but then we want them to be accountable to those of us who have the resources. And we say things like, well, we have the history. 
or my household's been contributing for thus and so long. What Jesus taught is as soon as somebody becomes part of our community, they are an equal part of our community. They are an equal owner of our resources. They are an equal recipient, and they have equal responsibility to proclaim the gospel. They're not our pet projects. They're our brothers and sisters. And it's our duty to say, who do we need to serve? And then to whom do we need to release what God has given into our care? So, the rich people come and hear, blessed are you who are poor. This is also different from Mark because Mark talks about the poor in spirit, but and spiritualizes it and talks about the poor as a separate category. And Jesus is addressing groups, they're plural use. You who are poor, those of you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry, blessed are you who are who weep now. Now, when you are full, when you have all the resources you need, when you are not grieving, and when people like you, you only got one direction to go. And it's down. Part of the blessing is that unless we acknowledge that we are impoverished of something, we don't put ourselves in a place where we are willing to receive what God has to offer. If we are satisfied, we're not looking. I mean, setting aside eating disorders, if you're full, you don't go looking for more food, right? So there's an openness that comes from poverty that we're, we're called to, at some level, imitate. But it's not just in what ways are we poor. I mean, that's a piece of it, in what ways are we poor. The other piece is who around us is poor? Who's not getting any? Amanda talked about it. We, we have these preferences and these biases. One of the things that I, that I teach in, in um, my customer service classes is we all have biases. Everybody say it. We, we all, all have, have biases. biases. We do. But we need to be realistic about them, acknowledge them, and figure out, okay, what ways are those biases, what way are those biases in any privilege I have being used sinfully? How am I called to repent of that? So I brought some statistics. It's okay. I brought some statistics today. That, because I love statistics. Um, to share with you about some of what is going on, went on in the United States in the year 2021. This is from a website called inequality.org. Guess what it's about? Hello. Come on. Come on, respond to me. Wouldn't it be great if my iPad doesn't respond? Oh, there we go. So, we know that 
2021, the rich have gotten richer, and we have had fewer workers. We have lower unemployment, but we also have a lot of people left of the workforce, and prices have gone up. So that's inflation. Consumer prices have gone up, which means those of us who are stretching what we have have to stretch it further. And the, let's see, um, so the wealth of 745 US billionaires surpassed five trillion in 2021, up 70% since the beginning of the pandemic. That means the billionaires' wealth has gone up 70% since the beginning of the pandemic. How many of us has our wealth gone up? Any? If at all? The unemployment, while we know that unemployment is down, guess who it's not down for? Or guess who it's, it's down less for? For whom it is down less? Yeah, there we go. For whom it is down less? Ding, ding, ding. People of color. So, well, there was a peak in unemployment and then a drop in unemployment. The drop has been much faster among white non-Spanish speakers. It has been slowest among those who are black, next among those who are Latinx. And then Asian is mixed. Um, sorry, but Native, Native Americans and Native Alaskans kind of get mixed into this other category. The decline in unemployment is related to a bunch of people leaving the workforce. Guess who left the workforce most? Black women, people of color. So unemployment down, down less among black people. The people who left the workforce, the highest proportion is black women most of whom cite needing to take care of children and not being able to afford it or find it or take care of others in their families. Um, while wages have grown some, guess who they have grown the most for? The top executives in the country, let me find that one. Um, talk executives in the company, uh, in the country. Uh, oh, we, oh, we talked about that, uh, or I talked about it. And uh, a lot of that has to do with some of the, the privilege of wealth. You can do things like stock buybacks and tax exemptions and uh, that. And then the other statistic that I'm going to uh, quote to you is about vaccines. Uh, so in high-income countries, up to, um, let's see, up to 80% of those in high-income countries have access to vaccines. Um, then in upper middle, it's, it's like 70, lower middle, um, it's a little lower than 40, and in low-income countries, about 15% of people have access to vaccines. So I, I mention that because as Christians, 
We're not just called to look at what ways are we impoverished so that we can, we can be open and receptive to the, God's redeeming grace. We also have to look at what's happening with our brothers and sisters. What's happening? Because Christians have 2,000 years of history of rich Christians and poor Christians worshiping together and saying we're equal. And living like my equality counts more than your equality. We are called to acknowledge the world that Jesus preached, which was upside down from what was true economically at the time and what is true economically now. And we have to look at ways, what, are, what, what ways are our lives going to be turned upside down? What ways do our lives need to be turned upside down? In what ways do we need to be humble enough to say, God, please come change me so that I stop hanging on to whatever it is that gives me security and isn't the cross. In my baptism, I'm called to surrender that. And I'm called to acknowledge and share it with those who don't have. Blessed are the poor isn't just a nice, a nice uh, section of scripture. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who are hungry. Blessed who are those who are weak. Blessed are those when people hate you. As a group, again, they're plural use. Because you've got room for God. Please join me as we recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the Father, the Father Almighty, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And earth. I, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was, who was conceived, conceived by the Holy, Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Mary. He, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Excuse me. Blessed are those who trust in you. Strengthen the faith of those who profess your name and bring reassurance to those who doubt or fear. Through your church, speak continued blessing into the world. God of grace. Those who trust in you are like trees planted by streams of water. Bless fruit trees with abundant harvest. Protect rainforests from destruction. Resurrect woodlands after forest fires. God of grace.
Search the hearts of those who govern, that they lead with humility, inspire leaders to collaborate on policies that protect people and the planet, sustain truth-tellers and social movements that challenge society to become more honest and just. God of grace, send your blessings of mercy upon those who long for consolation. Tend to those struggling with poverty, unemployment, or uncertainty. Provide for all who are hungry. Console those who face persecution. Grant peace to all who suffer, especially those whom we will never meet. God of grace, renew this congregation in our shared mission. As we plan and dream for the future you are preparing, inspire us by the examples of Martin Luther and all the reformers. Bless new projects and new ministry partnerships. God of grace. Christ is raised from the dead, and so we cling to the hope of resurrection. We praise you for the lives of the saints who lived and died in the hope of eternal life with you. God of grace, hear our prayer. And since we have such great hope in our promises, O oh God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name. Bless your going out and your coming in, today and forevermore. Amen. Amen.
Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.